Today, we have our Portland co-host, author, mentor, and lover of community and family developer, Paul Mackey. We will dive into some incredible dialogue around what it might mean to belong, become, and be part of something bigger than ourselves, and how developing and creating a healthy community is vital to our well-being. Let's take a deep breath and let's get right into the conversation with me, Larissa Lambert, an Arizona real estate agent, a home developer strategist navigating midlife, and my dear friend Paul, as we discover what it is to be a socially modern neighbor. Hello, my neighbor. I just wanted to say here real quick before we hear the conversation with Paul and I in this episode, um, this is basically an extension of a previous episode that we had around boundaries. And I broke it up and decided to make this kind of its own separate episode and title um, because we got a little bit off of boundaries. You will hear it come and return at the end of the conversation. Um, but really we had some time in, in the original conversation together and, um, that focused more in ideas around small community and, um, and just some other really good nuggets I think you will find in our conversation. But I just want to let you know the, it starts off just right away. So it's not like a big introduction. This is your introduction here. And um, you'll hear us just be directly already in, in the conversation. So welcome. Um, I know uh, there's uh, another thing that I think's at, at work here. So we have the, the, the sanctity of people. We're not very good at that as a culture. Yeah. We, we have a, a dualistic atmosphere, air that we're all breathing. Yeah. And I think the last thing is that uh, we, we do not understand our own value. Mm -hmm. Therefore, part of our fear is that you may actually be this amazing, brilliant person. And I'm not sure I want to find that out. Hmm. Uh, in other words, as if your brilliance makes me less. So if I don't have to get close to you and, and see your brilliance, then I'm not pushed further into the shadows. Okay. Explain this further. I'm not sure I'm aware of this kind of thinking. So you're saying that sometimes someone's brilliance, that yeah. what they're amazing at, we don't want to get too close because then it feels like yeah. we are less than. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, again, it's okay. another expression of fear. Okay. It, it would be the fear that, you're really this gifted, amazing person, and I know that I am not. Mm. So rather than deal with my own insecurities, I just push you away to begin with. Um, okay. I can actually identify a time in my life. I was just, when you said, I heard that a second time, and there yeah. was some years ago, I was part of this direct sales company. Yes. And many of the you know top earners and leaders were just amazing people. They just looked brilliant in yeah. all the things they touched, you know, they had money, they had great families, great marriages. Um, they just look like they're yes. on fire all the time. You know, can yeah. you get close? You're scared to get close. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we attend, started to attend at one of the churches that started up with some of these people. And at 
some point I realized my behavior was so odd because I, there was a few of the women that I had such a hard time talking to. I couldn't be comfortable. I couldn't just be myself. I got awkward. I didn't, if I want, if I walked in a room and there was all these people, brilliant people, I like hunkered down. Like I didn't know how to be just me and confident. I felt very small. Um, and honestly, I haven't said this out loud or even thought through it completely until now, but I think I even did end up blaming them often for how I felt. Yeah. And I didn't really have a word for it. They weren't being intentionally mean. It was just, I could not find comfort around that much. Yes. You you were using the word brilliance, brilliance. And so, um, I didn't like that feeling. (laughs) And I remember being very like, this is weird. I'm not, Mm -hmm. what is wrong with me that I can't just walk in this room confidently. Um, I would shrink. And so I, I can, I, now that you say that, yeah, I have been around people like that and I have behaved like that. Well, I think that, you know, the, we throw out this idea that, you know, type A personalities, the go-getters, you know, they're the ones that actually rule the world. Um, That's not really the truth, but it looks like that. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that. And if we don't feel that we can rise to the occasion, then we don't even want to try. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a it's a very competitive kind of a thing, and we're not sure that we can run that fast or talk yeah. that good or think that clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we sort of eliminate ourselves from mm-hmm. from the adventure because we're not sure we can measure up. Yeah, yeah, and I think and that's... maybe a little bit of both. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. you sometimes have to prove yourself in some circles like that, sure. not just that kind, but I think there is lots of circles that you feel you, there's this kind of like, you've got to prove that you will measure up before we're actually going to see that you're useful. Yes. Um, that kind of creates that like momentum in a culture Yes. Yes. and this energy to get things done and to produce Mm -hmm. and, um, be competitive. I don't know, like, rise to the top. Right. So there's, it's a little bit of that going on too, not just in like a direct sales thing. I've seen it in churches too. I've seen it in other kinds of communities of, of things. Uh, so there's, there's that piece happening. And I think maybe somebody like where I was a few years ago shrinks back because that, that kind of space, that kind of, um, feeling of a room or mm-hmm. what's happening there is intimidating. Yes. Like, yeah. whoa, how am I ever going to shine? Who's mm-hmm. going to um, capture me here? You know, like how yeah. can I be close to a person when they're just going hundred miles an hour all the time? And I'm, yeah. I can't keep up with that. And yeah. then I think there's also our own insecurity and, yeah. how, you know, just be yourself and who cares, you know, like yeah. shine no matter what. And mm-hmm. You're not looking to compete. You're yeah. just looking to show up. So, so, yeah. so I think uh, uh, maybe what could be good is even now that we have, you know, two or three or more ideas of why we struggle in Western culture to be good neighbors. So, you know, we just reviewed three or four reasons that 
just kind of hammer away at us mm-hmm. and we're not even uh, trying to be like that it's just all around us all the time in many different ways and so we sort of just uh if you will we just kind of go with the molasses and just kind of mm-hmm. flow that way we mm-hmm. we're not even sure we believe in way it's flowing but uh here we go you know it's yeah. kind of caught in the flow <clears throat> might be helpful to maybe take a, a step back and say well i i don't want to be that person i don't want to be difficult i don't want to be misunderstood i want to connect with my neighbors um i want to have appropriate boundaries but i don't want to build walls so maybe the question at this point could be so how does how does neighbor paul get started what what are some things that paul can do as he navigates his world to to recognize that i'm in molasses a, a lot of time and i have uh lots of voices around me you know saying come come be part of this idea or that idea and you know the whole dualism thing join a side right be on a team uh, join the right side all those pressures um i i i think i want to suggest that that the the place to start uh actually begins within within me and i have to decide that i want to be a person who is doesn't just go with the river because i'm in it but i might want to get out of the river actually or i might want to cross it and get to the other side and discover what's there that begins with a personal choice for me to find out what makes me tick and and i think uh sometimes uh, just having regular coffee with someone that you can talk to uh doesn't have to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counselor uh, you know it doesn't necessarily need to be somebody at a professional level of help it can be doesn't need to be i think something as simple as another honest human being on a regular basis and begin a community of two mm-hmm. to start there yeah uh, i i can tell you that my my life changed because i started intentionally pursuing one maybe two people mm-hmm. and and just said you know part of what i'm hoping to accomplish here is i want to see who you are and what you think about a whole host of things mm-hmm. and i just need somebody to talk to mm-hmm. i need somebody to get me out of my own head and my own emotions and hear another point of view on a whole host of things yeah and then i begin the march of every week i set aside time because my friend is important mm-hmm. and by the way my pursuit is important And so what I do is I create a boundary but it's not a boundary to keep something out it's a boundary to include something 
it's it's a choice that says, oh, I don't want to live alone. I don't want to think alone. I prefer to be in community. So I'm going to find one person and start. Yeah. So what do you think about that? What do you think about a simple start like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like it. <laughs> I, I do like it. Um, but I mean, I think you've I even done that fun. yourself. What's that? I think you've done that yourself. I, I have. I mean, uh, maybe. Yes. I don't know. Well, what are you thinking? Uh, well, you chose me to be your friend. Oh, sure. And, yeah. And how many cups of coffee and how many hours mm-hmm. have you and your husband and I and my wife sat as a community of four? And we've just said, well, we we have questions. We we just want to know what you think about. And we've talked about yeah. kids. We've talked about marriage. We've talked about, um, you know, uh Financial adventures. We've talked about, I mean, even this podcast came out of a conversation that we had in a car driving to the beach. And I said, boy, you know, I'd sure like to take everything that I am and pass it on (laughs) to, to to a younger couple, another generation. And we spent an hour talking about that. And, and out of that conversation, you called me several months later and said, talked about that with my husband and I, I think we we want to come on that journey and that's before we thought it was a podcast we didn't and know that's what it what, was. yeah we didn't even know it was going to be this but yeah here's my point my point is the four of us chose an intentional small community of two other people one other people one other person yeah who was a, a generation apart uh, right. uh, a different stage of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole different income structure, uh, even living in a different part of the country. Mm-hmm. And we said, let's just see what relationship can bring us. Well, I know what my testimony is uh, out of this community. I'm pointing out right now with you, my life has become so much richer <laughs> by having your voices in, in my life. And Linda, my wife would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. We feel like our whole, a whole part of our lives got opened up again that we wanted to share and give away. And now mm-hmm. we, we have someone to do that with. Yeah. That's good. So that's an illustration of choose small, but start. Yeah. yeah. Just right. get started. Right. And then you go, you create boundaries along the way, I guess you, you, you're intentional about the relationship. So if both are intentional, then it's okay to hit bumps in that relationship and overcome them. I think that's what ultimately I want to say on here is an intentional relationship. It can be expected to have misunderstandings and, and bumps, but it's important to do something about that. If you care about the relationship and both people need to, to come to the table, um, willing to work out the bumps. Yep. Well, I think that's part of the dialogue. Uh, I can remember, um, 
you know, early on, uh, we, the four of us had to talk about the difference in life rhythm because you're now just raising your children and we've already raised ours. So we have a different level of freedom and we're standing in a different place in our season in life. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be sensitive to the fact that your schedules are cram full. (laughs) 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 If, If one or the both of you don't have something cooking together or alone, your children have plenty of meals cooking on the stove <laughs> at the same time. And so they, and they all need to be tended to, right? Uh, all, mm, all the pots yeah. are got hot cooking. water in them and they're yep. all cooking and mm-hmm. you can't, you can't just throw the food away. You, you got to eat mm-hmm. the meals. So, so I'm just saying we, and we had to talk about that and work that out so that in our exuberance, we weren't crushing your schedule to say, Hey, let's get a phone call. Hey, let's go get dinner. Hey, let's go to the park. Hey, let's all go to the coast. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we need to be sensitive about that because of your season in life, Mm -hmm. but precisely the point went right. We talked Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And, and you had to be honest. Well, we don't have the same liberties, Mm -hmm. but we have the same heart. Yeah. And, uh, and so then we had to walk our way through mm-hmm. what that looks like. And so I think the the easy fruit to pick here is that we talked about it. Yeah. That's, that's the doorway to just about everything. I agree. I feel like start there. Right. And if you can't get past the talking, then maybe there's something else to consider yeah. what you're supposed to do in the relationship. Yeah. But at least be brave to have conversations, yep. respectful conversations, of course, you know, mm-hmm. not one's at a time. And I think, you know, in terms of our neighborhoods and being a good neighbor, um, uh, I, I, I don't think it's rocket science um, that we, we don't need to hold up into our houses until someone rings the doorbell. I think what we might want to do is just pay attention to who drives up and down our streets. And maybe if you see, like I could, like you and James, I know you've done this, is that you notice other families that have children of similar age. So those were the first people that you reached out to and said hello to and said, no, hey, we'd like to get a time with you. And You've made times available to some of the families in your community, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't to get somebody on your team, wasn't right. to prove an idea. It was just to say, "Hey, we don't want you to feel like you're alone, and neither do we want to feel alone." Right. We'd like to say hello and just get to know you. Come on over for coffee and pie. Mm-hmm. And I just think that something that simple can be the doorway to uh, almost a a miraculous adventure Mm -hmm. into somebody or some other culture or, or uh, a realm of subjects we would have never discovered on our own unless we had a friend to, to go with. Yeah. And by creating a friendship, all of a sudden our world is so much bigger. Yeah. 
Um, I know I'm kind of doing a lot of talking here, but I, I have an illustration. So uh, years and years ago, uh, I'll keep the backstory short, get to the mm-hmm. point. We, uh, I had a chance to go to Brazil and uh, meet some people in Brazil. And one of the people I met there was uh, a young woman who had uh, studied to be uh, an English translator. So I didn't speak Portuguese. She spoke some English. But together we learned, she learned better English and I learned how to speak Portuguese. Ah. (laughs) I didn't have one Portuguese friend to my name until I met her. Mm -hmm. Well, then I met her family and then her family became part of my family. And then she moved to the States and, uh, met uh, an amazing man here um, and they got married and started a family and we got to be a part of that whole journey simply because uh, I saw her and said, if you teach me Portuguese, uh, I'll teach you English. (laughs) And, And that simple little adventure has turned into a lifelong friendship. They live down in College Station, Texas, uh, He's an instructor at uh, the big university there. And uh, and they are decidedly South American in flavor and perspective in their world. But because we're friends, I get their worldview. Yeah. But I but it I would have never gotten it if we had we not had that initial, hey, I'll give you some what I got. And would you give me some of what you got? And we traded and a lifetime friendship. So I just wanted to say that's, that's, that's how big this can get. Sure. By simply reaching out and building a community of one. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Yeah. Or two. And if there's a third person, that's fine too. And third. third (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for being with us today. Without all of us participating in our communities and neighborhoods, we can't possibly reach the depths of our purpose and being human. We invite you to participate in our extended community outside of listening and join on Zoom calls with us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. To get further information and our link, you can email the socially modern neighbor at gmail.com. All social media handles and additional websites can be found in the podcast description. Please also leave any helpful reviews and share with your friends and family as we grow together to become the socially modern neighbor.